Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. If you're cool with keeping on talking, or we can maybe come back another time, or you. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think we've spent the fucking listener's ear. Well, I mean, then I can break it up into two parts. It doesn't matter because I mean, but it's up to you. Like I said, because there's a there's a couple more sections that I normally do in the set. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, if you're uh, cool with it, because there's a couple more sort of sections. My credo is, uh, and the, I call it the triple P's, and it's uh, practice, persistence, and patience. So if the listener has patience, then we can go another you know, 15, 20. I don't care. That's what I that's what I preach on this fucking show. Practice, persistence, patience. The three P's. There was a girl from Nat. Wait, wait a second. You did some research. On me. <laughs> Damn it. All right. I fell for it. Fuck off. <laughs> I just got punked. Girl, yeah. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Here I was thinking, like, holy shit, we've got this bond now. Doug and I are gonna. I'm moving well, to Bisbee. My three, my three uh, are uh, drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes. Where I would say that's how. How did you yeah. get where you are? Drugs opened up my mind to think of some, you know, out of the box shit, for lack of a better term. Cigarettes gave me the patience to write it out in a comedy-friendly format, and alcohol gives me the confidence to present it in front of a bunch of judgmental assholes like you in the audience. That's my three Ps. Cigarette, <laughs> alcohol. Dak. No, it's your, it's your DAC. I love it. You know, <laughs> Better than Dak Prescott as well. He's going to probably get a bigger deal oh than that. God. He's He's got one of the most punchable faces. He's in the... <laughs> Chris Catan, I'm going to take a piss outside. I'm going to bring you Go out for into the air. Go for it. It's sunshine. fine. Like yeah, I said. Gonna, there's going to be a lot of sunshine. And no, uh, I know that you a lot of that in Sweden. So here we go. We have a urinal here. We have a urinal on the fence. There it is, but, folks. We're on location in Bisbee, Arizona. It's been there since 2005. And you've started, you call this place, is it the Fun House? Well, that's where we were. That's the bar we were in. That's, yeah. Okay. It's a it's, it's a bar that's at, in the uh, you know confines of the house, but not part of the house. And, and this is what Amber Heard was was suing for. She wanted all this, huh? She wanted. All this. Oh, so you listened to the book? Oh come on, man! I I, 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 I no, I, I caught things. I caught certain little things because I because you did these animated shorts for it, and oh, I was yeah. like, ah, okay, I get. I think I get what's going on because I'm sort of in that orbit as well because of the whole Hollywood vampires thing. Is you know. I just yeah. don't want to get. A, I just don't want to get a subpoena. No, I, uh, <laughs> I wish you'd just stop fucking suing her and just move on. But uh, uh, nicely was... done. So, how is it that we're that I'm actually a little bit older than you? Not by much, but uh, but I'm. How is it since your parents fucked first? How is well, it? Well, I, I get that. I get oh, that. Sorry. But I, I'm getting to okay. the point of where you use terms, and I don't know if this is something that you do on purpose or it's just sort of your upbringing like i'm in a pickle or malady where do what the fuck do those words come from they sound like they're 1940s or something i love that i, I love I do school nomenclature like i did not write those three books thesaurus.com 
wrote those books. Like, okay, uh, without thesaurus, I, most of my books would be, it was a good day. I was in a nice mood. <laughs> they, I think they have a program for that now that's like automatic on your thing, right? Spellogy or biology. Yeah, no, finding a different word for, okay, I can't just say good was a better word. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm very good at picking out the right word that I don't know off the top of my head. There's some rhyming websites that I use for my songs as well. So folks, they, they wouldn't, songs wouldn't exist either. <laughs> Rhymes with cup. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I didn't, I did catch it and it's not that I'm actually doing it, but this is a little bit in tribute. Uh, do you have one of your plastic stirs with you? You know, because um, in the new special, yeah, apparently you're, you're, you're on the road. I'm, yeah. I'm drinking a mimosa right now, but on stage, I, I use a, a plastic straw just because I don't like ice clanking against my big horse teeth, so I just use a straw. But it's out of a it's out of a coffee cup in the new special. Is it is it pop off or is it quite top shelf? It's uh well I don't know. It's, I was just ordering from the bar at the venue, but uh, the the reason for the coffee cup in the last two specials is continuity. Like you can't have. Like I do drink a lot, so you, I don't smoke. Smoking is the worst for continuity. Okay, you had a full cigarette. Now you have a butt. Now you're not smoking. So coffee cup, you can't tell how much liquor is in it in case we have to edit. Yeah. You know who's going to notice that? Matt Napo from uh, My Dog TV. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, 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 hardcore fans, you must know, kind of creep me out. But they're a great, like someone who knows your entire catalog better than you. You can email, you go, hey, like a tell. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> Naked chicks on pogo sticks. Did I do that in a special? Because you're the guy that emails me all the time. And, you know, yeah, you had half a cup, Matt Napa. Uh, they'll, fact, they'll fact check you on that. And you call, your, you call the fans, or they're referred to lovingly as killer termites. Right? Yeah, that, that came from a, a journalist that was like attacking me in the fucking UK, and she, like, she just wrote something shitty that I disagreed with. So I tweeted, "Look at what this fucking cunt wrote about this poor guy with uh, it was just not ALS, locked in syndrome. It was a right to die case in the UK. This guy wanted to kill himself, but he's one of those guys who has to blink at a screen to communicate." You can't kill yourself by blinking yourself to death. That's all he could do. And she wrote a this garbage editorial in one of those fucking UK rags that they're the worst, saying, "Well, other people have thrived in this condition. Let's look at Stephen Hawking." And so, anyway, I just put a, a link. I said, "Look at what this cunt wrote about this poor guy." Uh, as you know from digging up mother, I am a, a fan of assisted suicide. Uh, yeah. And uh, and my fans went fucking ballistic on her on Twitter. And then she wrote a follow-up while we're still on this seven-week UK tour. Look, at, and this so-called American comedian, his fans came at me like a pack of killer termites. And I went, all right, you just named the fans. Perfect name. Yeah, perfect name. You just, you just almost started a whole Patreon fucking league right there Some then, Pearson, uh, not angela pearson look, look look that up vic 
<laughs> Allison, Allison Pearson. Yeah, go ahead. Give her another fucking beating. She just, she's one of those fucking shit talkers. What's the controversial? I don't really have an opinion. I'm just eating finger snacks and having tea. What should I say that will be bombastic? And yeah, <laughs> no real opinion, just talking shit. Well, here we go, Vic. Before you start putting those pictures up again, I want to move on to um, let the people speak. Because this is for speaking about the killer termites a bit. And uh, these are a part of the show where we have people that have been uh, very interested in you, want to find out a little bit more about you. And they've actually sent me in some questions. So, Vic, can we run in, uh, let the people speak? So there you go. Gotta love the sheep. Gotta love the sheep. It's production. So here's the thing. Same cocktail. Um, yeah, it's almost time for a, for for us to like. I could go get another one, and then we could cut, and then we yeah, I'll get I, another I, one. I, I feel mind? better if you're drinking. Good, good, good. Will you give me a couple minutes, Vic? Will you get on the uh, the phone? Po- po- Vic and I talk about you behind your back while you're making. Give me another, you know, practice persistence and patience and I'll be right back. Alcohol, cigarettes, drugs. I was just finding your girlfriend, Allison Pearson here for you. Yeah. I'm blocked from her Twitter since I think that was 2012 or something that that was one of those tours there. I was going to quit comedy. I'm never doing, it was so bad. Really? Yeah. It was just, just, yeah, it's, it's all in the, well, not the new book. Anyway, I've, I've talked about it. It was seven weeks of high expectations and fucking zero payoff. And I hate the UK. I fucking hate it. Because Shit. of that? Well, no, the crowds are always great, uh, but uh, just living Yes. God Good. damn it. Yeah, I think that's uh, – yeah, uh, this is not fame. I – I wrote one of the best things in defense of like, I remember sitting for like 12 hours writing what was equivalent to being your own attorney and writing your own defense about what a fucking horrible country was. And uh, yeah, I I remember like, I just did, I was like the fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah. You can't handle the truth where they stayed all night. Fucking okay, we're gonna find out how to beat this case. And even there was a a, a lady, they, they were trying to call me out for uh, some bit I did about Sarah Palin having a, a, a special needs child. And I'm like, wait, no, you don't understand. You took that out of context. That was satire about the amount of mudslinging in the uh, the debates, and I took it to another level. And even this lady who had like come down on Ricky Gervais publicly in the UK for using the word mung for mongoloid where she's like, Oh, she, she was attacking me because of that lady. And and it's a long fucking story. He's back. Uh, It's all good. Um, yeah, no, this is what, this. it got to the point where, you know, I didn't even use a shot glass to measure. I just fucking eyeballed it. And it was like, now I need to go get a drink. Mm. Uh, you deserve one. It's yeah. your time. It's almost one thirty for Christ's sakes. I know. I know. I'm having I, a great Friday I night. I, 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 before we let Vic go, you better show me one of your one of my books in your bookcase. I don't have one. 
All right, fuck off. <laughs> I got the audio book. I can't show it to you. Yeah, yeah, me we're too. Gonna out, we're gonna put out a hard copy of the new one. I got it from Columbia House. <laughs> Everybody's a fucking comedian today, yeah, isn't it? You'll get your penny back. <laughs> Imagine that. So here we go again. We're gonna start. Uh, it'll feel like we just did the uh, thing. Uh, we'll cut from there, or maybe we won't. I don't know. I, you know, it's fine. That's what I, I love I about podcasts. I don't deserve final cut on this. I'm at the end of a bottle of Andre champagne because I'm a big spender. Love Andre. Andre. Well, that's why I asked you about Popov vodka. You know, do you, do you, is it Popov or Kamachaka, which is the actual rot cheapest? Kamchatka was it, it's 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 regional, but Popov is the most. Uh, you can find it in the most places, but. Uh, do you have top shelf on your rider? Because I'm, I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. The similarities of you know, because I, I mean, I know you don't have a dead cod or <laughs> dead fish in your in your rider. At least maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll see. But it, what is the what is the most expensive thing you have in your rider? Well, I I, I don't. Uh, we usually just bring our own plastic jug because if you're whatever venue you're playing, they don't have shitty vodka and there's no reason to spend money on vodka. Vodka is all basically the same. It's not like rum or tequila where a shitty one stands out. You're mixing it with something. And so, yeah, I have nothing in my rider really. Really? So, so vodka's never goes to the venue and he goes, uh, okay, is there a place he can smoke before he goes on stage? Like if he has to smoke outside, how close can he be? And still hear the opening act. Yeah, that's I, I we have fucking zero rules or needs. I, I, I saw that on the last special. It was Jim Jeffries. Was he part of your was he one of the opening acts? Because you you had a little nod to him, but okay. I just thought maybe No, that was a, a bit of a slam at him. <laughs> okay. But it was just like I thought he might have been the opening act. Well, or one of my bits that he like kind of got like that was like his stepping stone to fucking oh who's this guy doing the fucking rubber egg in his, uh, the vibrating egg in his ass bit I'm like and he told me he stole that from me yeah continued to do it all the way onto an HBO special so yeah this is just a, like a fuck you to him but I yeah. I have no beef no no you're See, the, the one is- you stole something that I don't do anymore and you have to live with it and people know it and uh, I have my own fucking guilt of other things. I think I steal something off a cheap trick record almost every, you know, almost every album I do. I do at least at least once little. I don't call it stealing though. I call it paying homage to. So maybe the so maybe Jeff Jim is just paying homage to you. Here's a, I, I, when I looked at your Wikipedia page is one of the rare ones for someone our age where the more recent shit is the bulk of your Wikipedia page. Like your early stuff is talked about briefly hey this is greg chaley this is my this is my producer what's this up dude my- how you doing greg nice hey. to meet you hey vic get on here and say hello too well there you go oh i'm here wait wait vic vic hey, was greg. at fish the mermaids in fayetteville oh, he's yeah. in fayetteville right now he was oh, wow. at the show at mermaids uh, yeah uh, not very memorable hang on hang on vic do you remember where our green room was yeah it was out by the trash Yes, 
sitting in the van smoking cigarettes because there is no green room. You're walking into people that just finished fucking fish and chips and all you can eat crab legs. And I'm just out there smoking butts, talking to fucking local young comics. It was great. That's a, We've that's got the a realities of touring. Yeah, it doesn't. You know what? It does really doesn't matter if you're at a comedy club or whether you're doing a club tour with with rock and roll. It's the same deal. It's a van. It's not a tour bus like everyone thinks. It's it's probably being offered really bad. I was offered. This is the one thing. It's funny. I was offered really bad speed or really good coke or really bad coke or really good speed. That's what they said. (laughs) What do you want? Do you want the choice? You want really good speed or? It's in the book. This is in one of the books. Uh, fucking, I don't give a fuck. John Lacan was this pitcher who made news for saying notorious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we're playing Atlanta. He's a fucking huge fan. He could quote shit I put out on my first album from 1998, and he and then he has to like subtly tell you, oh, by the way, I'm John Lacan, and I'm like, fuck. So cut to 3 a.m. We're in a fucking toilet. He's got a key, key bump under my nose. And he goes, listen, I have to be honest with you. It's not real good shit. He said, it's not meth, but it's not not meth. <laughs> Snort. I get yeah, well, it's, yeah, it probably wasn't the right color. That's the that's the thing. And 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 Vic would know about this. Where that was the first time I found out about different colors of speed was doing a um, doing some sort of show way back in the nineties with Gilby. We we did it. We did some. Uh, I think yeah. it was what's the Arkansas Little Rock. We played Little Rock, Arkansas. And yeah, we're talking about Little Rock. A Mexican joint we played there. Juanitas. 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 Yeah. Uh, we, we played a, a Holiday Inn that was attached. We played the conference room, and then the gig was at the conference room, and then the after party, everybody had rented rooms in the Holiday Inn. So I remember me and the bass player went from room to room, sampling, not even sampling, but just looking at everybody's different color speed. Some of it was green, some of it was red, and some of it was brown. It was just what bathtub did they make it in? (laughs) Your people, Vic. Your people. And and, and, then after hours toilet, they're not known for their lighting, so I have no idea what color it was. You know, Mark Fidrich, the the pitcher, he used to talk to the ball, right? He actually told Alice that he was on acid during all those games. And he was actually talk. He was literally talking to the ball, you know. Yeah. So Mark Fidrich, and, and he was like one of those pitchers back in the day. Was an amazing pitcher. Yeah. He could make the ball do anything because he was fucking communicating with it. My, so. my best, my best game of pool on a quarter table in a bar in Las Vegas was on my twenty first birthday on the afterburn of an acid trip where I could just see every fucking angle and I was nailing every shot. That, that, <laughs> Yeah, Keanu like- Reeves or something like that. Yeah, you were you were yeah. the Matrix. I got to get out of here. I got to look to Tucson. Uh, nice meeting you. And uh, we'll see you around. Matt. Have a Bye. good. Ch- My cousin lives in Tucson. Ch- wait, wait, wait. What was the guy in? Uh, Chaley played in fucking bands forever. Cover Sweet. bands, but he was. He, they did a, a Marilyn Manson tribute band, and he was Twiggy. And it was one of the best times. Was when I was backstage at a Manson concert, and I get a picture with Twiggy that I could send to him. Holding yes, holding his picture. <laughs> we, we toured with uh, Manson back in 2014, I think right. it was. Um, so you probably were in the mix back then. It was Allison Manson. It was a good one. 
Because I, 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 ask I, him if he knows about the mason jar in Phoenix, Arizona. With the oh, I know about the mason jar. You know about the mason jar? Oh my yeah, god! That's the chick that made me move out of Vegas, and and she was she, she ended up leaving me for the lighting guy for cheap trick. Uh, <laughs> but the the mason jar that was it was the gin blossoms days and. Again, I never went to those clubs because I always felt out of place. But they used to go to like punk rock clubs and her ex-boyfriend would throw darts into the fucking mosh pit. I'm like, really? I don't want to go there. The Mason Jar was the hardest place to settle up at the end of the night because the, <clears throat> the owner, Franco, would keep all the money in different pockets of his like, you know, everywhere. So so like whenever you say, hey, can we get paid? And you go, yeah, here's this. They go, oh, but it's not enough. We need a little. And he, then he'd pick up 20 from his pocket. Then he'd take something from his shoe. And by the end, it's like it took a half hour. We knew the whole song and dance. But yeah, that was the Mason jar. Remember when we had to get paid in cash because Hennigan didn't fucking trust the guy? And it was a good amount of money. Sorry, Ch Chaley's trying to leave, but he keeps being gone back. You're in, dude. We've wrapped you in this fucking podcast. I remember the you have to come around. I, I don't come back again. That one, but we definitely got warned. Hey, no, don't do not accept a check. But I do remember Salt Lake City, where the guy called up and goes, "Dude, do you guys want to get paid in mushrooms?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> there's, there's no." I don't remember. Oh that. yeah, it was that Bob's Bob's Tiki Bar or something. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Like, like in my phone, it's like, do not answer ever again. <laughs> Played it's, a lot of gigs. Never got offered to be paid in mushrooms. That's pretty good. That's pretty rich, man. Wow. I, I, I want to say that I think it's fantastic to talk while well, someone who's still drinking at our age. I mean, <laughs> I don't usually start drinking at 10 a.m., but it was it was, it was, the it was exception. It, thanks, thanks for making the exception. Cheers. Yeah. yeah the, the, the thing is handle themselves. Hmm. No, no. This is uh how many of enjoyable. How many of your contemporaries are Alice Cooper sober? Um, there's a few, there's definitely a few. It does definitely seems to be that trend where it goes down. I, I feel it's like at the end of, there's certain things I feel for me that, that, that it's like the last chapter of a clockwork orange. And I know you're a book guy, so you, you must know that Anthony Burgess book is different than the, than the actual movie yeah, clockwork I, orange. So the, I, I've read four more books than I've written. Really? Shit, wow. I thought you always talked about having books around the house, man. You were you were promoting that other comedians. Uh, like I, I don't read often enough. All right. Well, so the end ahead. of clock at, at the end of Clockwork Orange, it's like the the last chapter that they don't talk about in the Stanley Kubrick. Wow, did you get that that quick, Vic? Vic might be on some of that green speed. I'm not sure. Uh, he, he's the Fred Norris of the show, and you do look like Stern, but I guess you get that a lot. What? I haven't shown you my profile. Not once I have, have I? <laughs> you, you look very and the and your 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 setting, your background looks as Stern. Get it? Come on, Vic. Get a picture of Stern's set. Come on, do it, Vic. Howard Stern <laughs> in studio. Well. The deal was with Clockwork Orange. I was going to make the point was that the guy just gets kind of over it. He kind of gets like, like at one point, he's like all that wild and all that horror show, all that fucking beating up. He kind of just goes past it. It's not that he had to give it up. He just got done with it and moved on to other stuff. And that's where I feel I'm naturally going. But I just don't want to be forced 
there to that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. My days of going to a, a hotel room for, it, it, to do speed with an audience member. Like the only reason I did the not meth, not, not meth bump is because it's a good story and it's. <laughs> I didn't need a bump. Hello folks. Ryan Roxy here hanging out at the Hughes and Kentner studios. Well, it's time to give away this 25 watt Hughes and Kentner spirit of metal amplifier signed by me. What do you got to do to take this home? Well, just follow and subscribe. And in the comments below, leave your name or a buddy's name that you think would get the most out of this amplifier. And you know what? With a little bit of luck, that name will be called when we do the final drawing. Enjoy the giveaway and enjoy the ride. Yeah, we're doing the ask a fan or whatever. Yeah, no, let the people speak. But I'm um, honestly, it, we, we've gone so much off off topic. It doesn't matter. Would you stop doing this, Vic, man? And I don't. My hair's curly, but it ain't that curly, is it? Yeah, no, it's the studio. You got to get one of him in studio. And I just have to talk like this, and I have to talk. Let's let's, let's go. Let let him find that, and you go ahead with. Uh, let the people speak. This first question comes from uh, one of the people instrumental in actually us getting together to do this interview. It's my cousin, Jennifer. And uh, Jennifer wants to talk about a little bit what drew you to Bisbee, Arizona in 2005. And what is it about Bisbee that keeps you there? Well, it's uh, I always love small town. Even my 10 years I did, my 10 years stint in L.A., <coughs> I just hate traffic. Like the, my, my biggest concern in LA was I don't want to fucking be in traffic. When I moved to Playa del Rey, I never did sets at the comedy store again because it's like 35 minutes of fucking awful traffic. So I found Bisbee randomly. I love small town, but small town usually means fucking redneck and Trump flags. But this was like a undiscovered hippie town. So it's still there's still enough redneck to keep everyone balanced and there's no fucking, it's not all chakra healing and silliness. And, and, and I fucking love it. I just, I, I, I love knowing my neighbors. I love being like my dad was where I just walk my dog and I know every neighbor's name and I know their dog's names and we have benign chat and I love it. If I Do have people some come over on Sundays for games, do people come over on at Sundays for this year we had uh, uh, dumb it down to like high risk COVID people. We have a, a lot of friends that are, they have a lot of comorbidities. One just got a heart stint. The 75 year old just had neck surgery. Neighbor Dave is morbidly obese. So they would get to sit here in the fun house with five TVs with five different games. And we'd sit on the patio and smoke cigarettes and we're socially distanced outside. So everyone was safe. But yeah, maybe eight people tops for football Sunday. All right. And that's what keeps you there is that sort of small town sort of vibe. You think, yeah. Are you, are you going to stay there? Because I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm already, I have plans moving down south. And I'm talking not south, southern states. I'm, I'm going to move south Africa. Warm. Warm. It's, yeah, exactly. Warm is very important. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could never. And even the winters here fucking kill me. It's only going to be 51 degrees. I'm not getting out of bed. <laughs> yeah. We got a question from, um, let's move on. What the hell did you go from Mike Usnick of the uh, pink pod, the pink sock podcast. Um, you've done a lot of wild things in your career, like boxing, Tanya Harding, 
and having your mom review porn films. I didn't catch that one. What would you say is the wildest thing that you've done? Yeah, I hate these. You, you, you get these questions too. Superlatives. What's the weirdest thing? Uh, what's the worst heckle? What's I mean, it's a, in a C. So to pick the wildest thing I've done. Dave Rader, answer this. What's the wildest thing you've heard me do? I don't know. And I, if I and if I, I if I could remember, it wasn't the wildest thing I did because the wildest shit I did, I I, I didn't remember the next day. I had to be told about it. Well, maybe I can answer the question for you. I can right. save you. I can throw you a save. A, a John save because it comes. Actually, this question, I told you he would come back around again in the podcast. This question comes from Jamie Kilstein. Uh, what about the Alex Jones incident? Yeah, we would just I know nothing about that. We I know nothing about it. Started. All you have to do is uh, Google search Doug Stanhope Austin incident. You can't do it on this because I think it's about 12 minutes. Did this uh, just happen on, recently? This is back. No, no. This is back when Alex Jones, Jones was an inside joke. He was just known in Austin and everyone knew he was full of shit and just making up fucking crazy shit. When he became famous or popular, everyone's going, no, that was like a character that he did. <clears throat> anyway, he was at a show and I know everyone knows Alex Jones in Austin back then. I think it was 2004. And uh, I go, Hey, do you want to introduce me on stage? And he's like, I'm not a comic. I don't know. I go, no, you you don't have to do material. Just go up and say, I'm Alex Jones and here's the next comic. And he goes up and he does like 10 or 12 minutes of trying to hammer every conspiracy theory he's ever learned on a late show Friday where people are already fucking tired after two opening acts. And you don't know. And you, you, if you don't, if you're gonna follow the new world order, your kids are gonna wind up in prison camps and FEMA and Mao Zedong and all. This. And people are starting to yell at him. You're killing my buzz. You bring up Stanhope, and he just keeps going to the point where he almost gets into a fist fight with someone in the front row, and then goes, "All right, I don't want to ruin this show. Okay, here's Doug Stanhope." I'm like. The crowd is like in a fucking mob, like anger mentality. And, and it was, thank God it was being filmed because you got like, that. I, it took me uh, like 45 minutes of like, no, I'm going to pull out of this. And then people are coming up to the, like out of their seats, coming up to the stage, yelling at me. And I fucking, I was in that perfect mindset of just enough alcohol so this is really funny to me. I don't feel threatened. I just love the chaos and I can handle it. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of tape of anything. And it wasn't supposed to be a special. It was, uh, but it's, it's out there on the internet somewhere. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. because he was on um, a, a comedian that I watch a lot, uh, Andrew Schultz and Akash. They have a, a podcast called Flagrant. Andrew and Akash, the two sort of hosts of, of flagrant got Alex Jones somehow sort of liquored up in Florida. It's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> when I did, I did his radio show and as the commercials are playing on breaks about, uh, you, you don't want to drink poison water. So buy this, uh, like 
not poisoned water kind of like all his like ads his sponsors are all fucked up and he probably owns them but he'd come out and smoke bum cigarettes from me while you're talking about poison water you're fucking smoking my cigarettes yeah he he, he, he gets liquored up but he used to be just this cartoon guy in austin that everyone kind of made fun of and then he became famous and they're like you're taking this guy seriously not as seriously as he's taking himself yeah that's it's one of those conundrums morally where you go, okay, like when you know, Rogan platforms him, Rogan will have him on. And I know Rogan must think he's the same goof, but, but people believe that shit now. And you go, no, this guy is, he's made up everything since he was a cable access guy. But he says it just enough, just enough. I think he gives you just enough to give you that shadow of the doubt. Like, where there it is. I don't know how Vic found it, but he found it on the dark web of, again, and uh, that's what happened. Yeah, it was removed. So, yeah, you know, enough enough talk about Alex Jones right now. I want to move on to your fans, the Killer Termites, and how they can uh, continue to support you and how your management, how your business has sort of. You've been in the trenches. You're like I said in the beginning of the. Uh, podcast the you're the perfect example of in the trenches because you've made your living being you know grinding it out and your fans have been supporting you the whole time patreon has been great you found your management back in you know 2002 was it at that um yeah, the, was it, the edinburgh fringe, yeah the edinburgh. fringe fest festival fringe or whatever it was yeah, yeah. Uh, have you not been to the fringe festival I, I have not been to the Fringe Festival. I heard you're not a huge fan of it, but you got a manager out of it, which was probably the best thing that happened for you. Out yeah, of no, it. We, we, and it's a business partner. I hate to use the word manager because we have okay. a fairly unique situation where he only works for me. If I don't work, he makes no money. He's not. He doesn't have a, a, a you know a thousand fucking signatures on contracts. And if you make it on your own, well, I'm going to take full credit. You know, no, it's. He's my Bernie Toppin without writing my songs. Perfect example. That's that's Brian Hennigan. And Vic, do you have a picture of Brian Hennigan right now you put up? Oh, not so smart now, are you? Huh? You don't have a picture of Brian Hennigan. At Mr. Hennigan on Twitter. <laughs> well, that's perfect. That's a perfect segue into how um, everyone can get in touch with you because we are heading out to the highway right now and we want people to follow you and, of course, you gather more <laughs> I don't know what, what it is. Get more termites, more killer termites in your in your. Now we have enough. We have enough. <laughs> what do you call it? A, 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 is it, it's not a, a beehive. What is a, a thing of termites? A, a, a gathering of termites. Well, let's say a pod, and but say it with confidence, so other people will repeat that lie. Oh, you know termites. They, they're it's called a pod. They they, they travel. It? Pods. No, I heard it on a podcast, so I know it's a pod of termites. <laughs> if you'd like to be part of the pod of. Killer yeah, they put a lot of time into this graphic, but I only use Twitter. The other accounts are real, but I don't go to them. Hennigan will post shit for like dates on the Instagram and Facebook, but I'm only on Twitter. And well, often it is. too much, too much. I'm on Twitter. Uh, a fucking, is it an edible fucking turns a drunk of mine into an all night Twitter affair. Like, oh, I would have just, if I was just drinking, I would have fallen down. But an edible? Oh, I think I'm hilarious. Let's go. God, I can't do edibles. They, they, they stick in your body. My, my, my wife still to this day talks about the one time she did space cakes. You know, space cakes. And, and, and how, but, but the thing is now, I tell her, 
when you did space cakes in college is not the same as when you take a little fucking edible nowadays that's this small and knocks you out for a good 12, 18 but now hours. Now you know the milligrams. It's, it's almost like having a beer where they put the alcohol content on it. Our producer's like going, there's going to be so much editing in this, but there's not. I think we just let it run. No, no, I'm saying white privilege does exist. People who deny it, like, no, no, I'm a fucking old white man of a certain a prominence in my small town, you know, big fish, small pond. And like I had a stalker guy that thought my podcast was all geared towards him coming here to write movies with me. Oh, finally, Mr. Hennigan. Oh, okay. I thought that, but everyone's going to think that that's the stalker. Yeah, exactly. Your story. That's really bad editing. Wait a second, Vic. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. So anyway, I had this stalker. So I had to call the cops and go, all right, this guy's like camped in front of my fucking house and he's waiting for me. And he, so they, they shoo him off. He's done nothing illegal. So they shoo him off. And the cop, he says, uh, you know, first thing you should know, maybe stop putting out your home address on the internet. And I'm like, oh, he must listen to the podcast because we do that. 212 Van Dyke Street, Bisbee, Arizona, 85603. We're yeah. so so, yeah. so he pulls me over like a, a couple weeks ago, which I never speed, but I, I, I bought Burger King, which I'm ashamed of. But I was hungover, so I, I, I was eating a Burger King burrito. And I get to- you were on the road? Did you think you were on a club tour? It's the only time you ever eat that kind of shit. Oh, I, but I eat uh, this fast food I'm not ashamed of. Burger King is the fucking worst. Don't get me started. Uh, so I'm eating Burger King. It's our only fast food in town. And I'm putting salsa on a burrito. So I get to seven over the speed limit. And, and I see it's that same cop in my rear view. And he walks up and I said, I'm more ashamed of being caught eating Burger King than I am speeding. And he goes... But you pulled over right away. You didn't even give me a chance to chase you. I'm like, I'm not getting a ticket here. It's like, oh, uh, Bisbee yeah. has a helicopter. I'm not sure if Bisbee actually has the helicopter for the chase as well. What what, what fast food are you not ashamed of? Because I'll tell you which one I'm not ashamed of is is uh, to this day. And I know it's a, it's a little bit WT, but uh, Taco Bell. I'm fine with that. Late uh, night Taco Bell. What's your what's your fast food uh, preference? First of all, because you said the road, usually when you're eating fast food on the road, you're driving while you're eating it. So Taco Bell is too fucking messy. Is it, you get a taco, it's, it's spilling everywhere. Uh, Arby's, you you never feel good after Arby's, but it's always tempting. Okay. Our closest Arby's is 35 miles away. And uh, they have coupons in the Wednesday paper. There's coupons. And I see the fucking Arby's and I go, road trip. <laughs> it's like saying Xerox. The way you're saying coupons. It's like saying, what, what was it What was it before the, the, the Xerox? Whatever the fucking. Mimeograph. Mimeograph. There you go. Fucking Vic. He's on top of it. But what I was going to say is that, okay, what about, how do you feel about Waffle House or Awful House? Whatever yeah, I, I, it, it would have to be a desperate situation. There's just so much fucking butter on all that shit. Uh, Wendy's, 
I love Wendy's and the, the most underrated. This is where we know this podcast should have stopped about 20 minutes ago. Probably. The Wendy's chili sauce. It's like a chili oil. Most underrated condiment. You put that on a junior bacon cheeseburger. It's fucking delightful. I have not been to Wendy's in a long time. Um, I Because for me, yeah, the new Wendy's there that you miss. Oh, the thing that there's the, the McDonald's competition here in Sweden, which you don't have, America doesn't have, is a thing called Max Burger. Max Burger is sort of like it would be, um, it would be like the Paquito Moss of like sort of high class. It would be like boutique Mexican fast food. You know, right. Max is boutique uh, hamburger food in that sense, in the in the masses. But but then again, there's a lot of fucking uh, designer burger places in in Scandinavia now for some reason. I don't know if that happens in. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm I'm not a huge burger guy, yeah. unless I'm making my own because I can make a way better fucking burger than anyone. Uh, but like a, a, a McDonald's cheeseburger, that's not a burger. That is sustenance that you can put down your throat before a show. I don't want to eat, but I don't want to drink on an empty stomach. I can eat a McDonald's cheeseburger and it has enough heft to slow up the flow of the alcohol. It's not something I enjoy. Burgers generally are something I make myself. It's but uh, more, of a ne- more of a necessity. Well, hopefully someday I'll be able to come to uh, Bisbee and enjoy one of the burgers or maybe just enjoy a game. And if we're on Ballroom Blitz, because you're going to be playing when you get here. How about, how about Fox on the Run? Because, uh, because okay, Fox on the Run is another one. So, did, did Vic, did you get that picture of Eric Dover up now? Again, put it up there. There it is. There's on the right is the lead singer of Glam Nation, or or other white meat, or Starfuckers, and then the left is your nemesis. So there you go, Eric Dover, cool. On the Chris nemesis, I love it. <laughs> I've had a blast. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, Doug Stanhope. Um, you know, like. I have no idea at the end of the day how this thing is edited. Um, it's out of my control. It's in Vic's hands now, but I've that's, just known that I've enjoyed That's how mine works. Greg I've Jay been, takes out everything stupid we said, and I don't ever listen to it. Oh, but we I only leave the stupid shit in. That's all we do is leave the stupid shit in and <laughs> usually edit out all the gems. But hopefully we'll have a, a good time, and, and I hope to talk to you again, Doug. And definitely when things get back to some sort of touring mode, we cross paths and uh, you come out to a show. We are, we're definitely trying to book Scandinavia soon and next. All right. So. Well, or, or, or at a club tour somewhere where I'm doing a club tour and you're doing a club tour and we find ourselves at the same Hampton Inn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doug. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Doug, uh, hang on for one second. I'll say goodbye to everybody. We've uh, enjoyed ourselves today with Doug Stanhope. Go check out all his links. Um, we'll put them up one more time. Until next time, folks. I'm Ryan Roxy. This is In the Trenches. Enjoy the ride. See you, boys. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Thanks, oh, man. Oh, that was fucking great. Dude, Good. it was super fun, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Everywhere. The only, the only thing in my notes. Oh, I never did say Ingve Malmsteen.
I just wanted to throw that in randomly because it's a very Swedish name with no context. But and he's every- a Florida guy now. He's oh. told, he's he's become the Florida man. He hasn't been in Sweden for like probably most of his 30 or 40 years. I don't know anything about him. I just know when I was growing up, there were factions of rock and roll kids. So there was the classic Who and Zeppelin kids. And then there were the, eventually the Dio Scorpions Ingve Malmsteen, which was just fun to say. And it's very Swedish. So I was going to drop an errant Ingve. I'm glad I got the three P's in. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. The thing is, the thing is, Ingve uh, Scorpions, that was my first tour that I did with Alice Cooper in 1996. When I first joined Alice Cooper, the first big break was opening uh, up for the Scorpions all across. And that's where I lost my fucking hearing. So, oh, really? You- you well, lost. I lost. I mean, I I, I didn't because I was all fucking oh fuck. That's when I did really think that the the you know because it was my first time experiencing you know tour buses and and touring and not staying at Hampton and staying at I don't know a little bit up uh, Hilton. Now we're staying at a Hilton Plus or whatever the fuck it is. And and all of a sudden it was like this is we're we're living in a big lifestyle. I don't need to wear earplugs or anything like that. And I would wake up sometimes on the bus with this huge screech and. I I, and, and I think that we were coming to a fucking slamming stop and we would be fucking stopped and, and parked and we'd be in some sort of hotel parking lot and I'd be like, oh, fuck, it's my ears. So then I started using head, you know, earplugs and shit like that. Ah, look at you, boy. <laughs> I thought it might be Heaven Hill. <laughs> shit. You I didn't even get his- I'm in, but you start talking microphones. Charlie, like anyone that's, you know, he... Uh, takes pride in what he does. So he wants to tell you about it. Even as he sees you glass over, like, I don't know any, I have a hotmail account. Okay. <laughs> at least it's not, an, it's, it's one step above AOL. Yeah. Doug at DougStanhope.com goes to Doug Stanhope at hotmail. I, I like that's my fucking knowledge of anything tech. Hot At least mail. it doesn't have like like the number sixty nine at one point in it because you fucking refused to like change it. Oh no, no, my fr- my first one was because uh, someone's like, "Well, tell me a name." I said uh, just randomly, "Stink Chicken" at Hotmail. But then I, I was uh, abusing some guy and threatening him. This is probably two thousand or two thousand one. He just sent me some shitty email and I go, I'll fucking burn your house down and something like that. And they, they canceled my stink chicken account. I'm like, Oh, you can't say that stuff. Stink chicken. Uh, so okay. yeah, I stand up at hotmail. I never thought to use my own name until I get canceled. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about fucking punching out fucking uh, Marilyn Manson. That was going to be like, you know, so a little, I heard you get, you laid him out. You know, he's a smart guy. I punched him in the chest because he, he like when when Depp was playing, I was right there in the wings and I, I came out. I was so into it. Uh, and I fucking I don't all the music that I know has been forced upon me. Like so like uh, son of a bitch, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff. Like with that song, I just heard it randomly. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is, it was a video. Some fan sent me a video. And I'm like, I love this fucking song. I love this video. (laughs) 
And then I looked up a couple other songs. They go, eh, I'm just not into music, but sometimes you hear shit. You go, okay. And as a kid, I, when I got an iPod, which I only recently found out they don't make those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you still have the fucking one with a circle? Yeah. yeah. All, right, all right. I lost mine. Oh, I accidentally, I was trying to do something myself so Chaley didn't have to babysit me. And I go, I'm going to figure out how to download Bill Burr podcasts. And what it did is I did download them, but somehow it erased every song that I had ever, I had like 300 songs on it, which is the entirety of every song I've ever learned in my entire life. Yeah. What, what's, your, what's your day like, fucking Doug? What are you doing for the rest of the day? Uh, the, right now, I'm, I was pouring a cocktail, and then I realized I didn't have the fucking ingredients for it. And then this fucking Dave Waiter guy isn't helping. What do you I got it. Oh, it looks like a soda. So, uh, yeah, I think I might take a uh, take a, a, a Xanax and curl into some uh, series called Zero 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 that was recommended, and I might watch that. And uh, what is that about? I just saw that yesterday. Oh, is it good? No, I didn't watch it. I just saw that it popped up on my thing, and I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." Yeah, dude. Last night I watched on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have this. I watched the Soul. I call her Soul, but I think it's my wife corrected me and said Soliel Moon Fry. You remember Punky Brewster? It's her fucking documentary. Have you seen that? I, I read about it. I don't know. I don't remember the show. I was just old enough to. Like, I think. I, 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 I. What was your last sitcom before you go? Oh, I'm drinking age because I, I. I remember watching Cheers, and then nothing after that because I. I was in a place where I could go out and drink and didn't sit at home during prime time. Uh, I think it was it was Seinfeld probably yeah. or me. Friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, but but the thing you is, we're the, kind of, you left the coconut teaser early if you were still watching that shit. Oh no, no, we we watch late night episodes. <laughs> we used to watch, you know, we used to always have on fucking my buddy. I didn't bring him up in the fucking podcast, but but my buddy from New York, he's from Brooklyn, and he moved out to California with me when I moved back to to California around the same time you were there. We used to have certain movies always fucking running in the uh you know in in the background and one of them was barfly the other one was goodfellas and then and maybe one of them another one was uh fucking um clockwork orange did you ever have those types of movies yeah but before stand-up comedy like when i was a telemarketer and i thank god i'm in a different house so i don't bring out my trophy he was a fucking telemarketer. My buddy ran our fucking room. Did you sell toner? Toner. Toner oh, and developer. <laughs> that is the biggest scam. Yeah. And it had to be in hey, Los uh, Angeles. Doug Reed, I'm calling on the uh, Mita. How's the machine working? The Mita 390. Listen, uh, we the model have- number? Uh, the, the toner has gone from uh, whatever, $60 to $120, et cetera. Usually, uh, we give you a 60-day notice in the event of a price increase. Since we didn't get that out to you, we're going to send out two boxes at the old price, and that's going to put into effect a price freeze for the next <laughs> 18 months. So you're just going to pay the old price. Do you want me to send it COD or oh, – okay. Fuck, you got the pits down. You can see it tomorrow. 
I can't actually have. I can't remember my act from last year, but I can remember my pitch from fucking 1985. Scarred you, dude. Because that's the thing. name. It was Steve Weiss. That was his thing. He's like, hello, my name is Steve Weiss. And he did exactly the same rap as you did. But then he he got to the point where he ran a room. And I always told him, I said, I, I go, dude, you're you? so good at this. You can, why don't you just do the movies? It's the same bullshit. You just, you're just, it was exactly in the years that we're talking about. 90. 85 uh, is when I did Tona. When I was 18 and I moved to Hollywood. It would be hilarious if that was the boss. Cause I remember, I think I even wrote about it in one of the books. What about I, Mark Mason? Mark Mason was one of the guys. He might've been one of your bosses, dude. He, I wouldn't remember the name, but I remember seeing the ad and whatever the variety, not variety, but what was the one where actors would go for, you know, look for parts. It wasn't the recycler because the recycler was for shit. Yeah, that we would buy. Typically like they would, they would list like auditions but they'd always have the big ad, make you know, $2,000 in your part-time. And I went, I only brought one suit with me and I dressed up for the job interview and the boss had a fucking bong on his desk. And I'm like, I guess I Definitely didn't. Mark Mason. <laughs> hilarious. I remember exactly where the office was, was on La Cienega, south of Melrose. And that car wash is still there. If you're going south on the right. Yeah, I know that car wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those, what would be an apartment above the boutique shops on the left-hand side, because we would sit there with, I would, I was 18, I'd sit there with rubber bands and paper clips and fling them at the cars coming out of the car wash to try to scratch their paint. Do you know what my gig was? My what? gig moving to, my first gig moving to Hollywood was at Cherokee Studios. And I worked the midnight shift and Cherokee Studios was where all those bands like Motley Crue and Crocus and fucking probably all the bands that I had in the fucking library uh, albums, they, they recorded their albums there. And I worked the midnight shift. It was on Fairfax and right around Melrose. Oh, it's uh, Formosa Cafe. You hear that? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, dude, you know the Formosa Cafe, right? Like Kitty Corner to that is a place called Jones. Yes. And they My, had I, this. Oh, fuck. I could taste it. I forget what they called it. It was filet mignon. Uh, with a pile of mashed potatoes on it. Yes, Jones. That was like original hipster. And, and my and my buddy uh, Keith, he still is there, running the place, managing it, and and it still's got the best fucking uh, jukebox in all of Hollywood. Oh wow. It, it has a great jukebox because it was like that vibe what you were talking about way earlier with the coach and horses, but it was a little bit more you know you know it had food. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to eat a coach and horses at the food, man. Yeah, they, they they had chips behind the thing, and you didn't even eat the chips because you're sure they're expired. Yeah, uh, the Janine Garofalo fucking beef. Perfect. Hey, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at my notes. Uh, I was I was gonna talk about your charity work because that's all over your fucking Wikipedia. Like every time I've been asked to do a charity event, I'm like, but my what I do. Is not like people who support charities are not going to like what I do. So, like, if you have a giant thermometer on stage of how much money you've raised, as soon as I start talking, it's going to drop back down with people asking for refunds. It's I like think if you're just a- doing a, a fucking juvenile diabetes benefit. <laughs> 
<laughs> dude, Doug, you're you're the poster child for for uh, anti-gay rape through racism. I love that fucking bit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would like one of the top comics in India was going to have me on his podcast when that came out, and then he heard that bit and he's like. I love the bit, but I, I can't have you on to promote yeah. it because I would. My yeah. whole, my whole community would, my whole race would fucking disown me. Fucking. It's, much. it's have you, now Vic, did you watch it last night? Like I asked you to, did you watch his, his thing? No, I watched, I watched an older one. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I watched this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Now, are, are those suits that you're wearing in that? Was that part of the toner sales uh, person? Sort of. Is that was the inspired by? That, that, that was later. Like I, I did toner in L.A. when I was 18, and then when I moved to Vegas when I was 19, uh, I, I got into ad specs. Was a whole different scam, but a scam nonetheless. And uh, my, that's when my mother would send me vintage suits because we loved them and we would make the we would make the new guys wear okay you have to wear the trainee uniform so we'd put these old it was back when that was easy to find at a thrift store it, it had just gone out of fashion it was not vintage by any means it was like right. acid wash if you bought it five years later <laughs> but you seem to you seem to have been able to become a, a more of a stylist with it because you you seem to match the plaid with the different offset tones, so it becomes more of a style thing. Chaley and I, we're the fuck just like football. I'm the gayest football fan. I'm like, I'm oh, wear this for you today. Oh my god, are you fanboying out? What the hell is that? I've yeah, never but seen that's that. our Razorbacks. Yeah, but it's not vintage. Like I hate that. No. Like the, like the hockey commentators where, like, it looks like my shit's real vintage. I know, this, I know. My wife said you can wear it. It's real vintage. Did you get that at like a at a pro shop? Or did you get that at a like a sports like fan a sports, shop? Yeah, sports thing. Holy shit! Where the football games here? Yeah, I mean, I, I always try to wear my Raiders gear. I always try to wear it kind of subtly. But, you know, at the same time, it's like a big fucking insignia of Raiders. It's cool that you were you were a 70s Raiders I used to wear football jerseys. I used to have, like, at least one jersey for every team. And especially, like, Pittsburgh, for instance, where I, I fucking hate the Steelers. So I would, I would purposely wear a jersey of either the Bengals or the Browns or the Cardinals right after the fucking Cardinals lost to the Steelers in a Super Bowl that they almost won. And just to just to get people fucking incensed when I walked out, like let, let's get the banter, like fuck the Cardinals, fuck the Browns. All right, let's get this started because I'm bored saying the shit I say every night. So I'd rather start with a bit of a fight than than to just go out I, and go. Here's my opening joke that I hate saying. Look, I would do the same thing with the encore. I would wear a fucking Raiders jersey in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? I, I would wear like a, a Raiders top for the encore, and I couldn't wear the whole fucking set. They'd fucking kill me. And so then when Alice, uh, Alice always does the introductions at the on the last song, so I'd have this fucking you know silver and black jersey on, and we'd be either in Den, you know, we either be in Denver or Kansas City because I, those are the two teams. I mean, San Diego doesn't really. I I feel bad for San Diego or now is L.A. Yeah, but, I know. You know, I love but, the Chargers. I love the colors, but I can't root for L.A. teams. 
it's a weird thing, man. But 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 with Denver and KC, and I and I and to be honest with you, I love both their fan bases. I think KC has the most dedicated fan base. Denver is cool as fuck. I always love going to Denver and playing for people. But just to fuck with them, I would wear a fucking you know a Raiders jersey at the end. So when Alice introduced me, it would definitely be 50-50. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a good-hearted boo. Like that's it that's, is. It is because it would start some kind of contention, but not fucking really aggro. The biggest boo I ever got was wearing the jersey when I played down in uh, in San Francisco because in between San Francisco and and Oakland is a big divide, and people don't really know that. Even though it's NFC versus AFC, it, they don't give a shit. So we played like this amphitheater that's in San Francisco, and. I wore the fucking jersey and and I got way more booze. And I was thinking, and, and I was I was stupid because I was thinking, this is my hometown. I'm gonna wear it. Oh, everyone's gonna love it. And, and, and Ryan Rock did it. Boo. <laughs> I remember the first time I did that like accidentally, where uh I was in Canada and I, I just someone had like given me a jersey or something. I didn't even know. Like I just wore it as a kid. I, I didn't give a fuck. It, like, do you really think the players give a fuck about you? Like, those guys are all drinking right now with each other, and you are fucking chumps, just like your chumps right here, fucking paying money to see me. The fucking <laughs> the goalie doesn't give a fuck about the fans. They're drinking with the other team that you're booing right now. Oh, always. You know what I got into? I got into F one. I, I feel should I feel bad about that? But I got into fucking yeah. F one in the last fucking couple years. It's fucking well, exciting you're, sport. You're you're a product of your environment. Exactly. They the stupidest fucking sports in in Europe. Like darts is on TV right there. There's darts on, but there's a, people are watching darts, and right next to the darts on TV is a dart board that you could play yourself, but you'd rather watch other people play it on TV. <laughs> this know. is something you can do on your own. It's you don't you don't need to. Bowling or fucking, I like to play golf. I don't like to watch golf. Billiards, but 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 F one is. Have you watched that Netflix shit? Have you watched uh, uh, the What's his name? to Survive? No, no. There's a what? there's a an old one. Some uh, South American guy that it was a five star rated Netflix. Some race car driver that was the hero of South America. And I like, I, I can't, I'm trying watch, that, watch the series drive to survive. It actually is really good. Did you watch it, Vic? Have you seen it? No, I don't have time. Like for three, that. three seasons of it. And, and I'll be honest. The reason why I got into it is because my wife, uh, her family, from South Africa is really into this thing. And, and when you get into the sport and you realize, Oh fuck. Okay. There's it's, it's much smaller than you think. There's only like 20 guys. I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty exciting thing. I don't know. I I, I saw it on Netflix. And I thought it was pretty good. So uh, you check uh, out your zero zero zero. Uh, who's our our bartender? She's on the podcast. She's our bartender. She's uh really into hockey, and hockey was just one of those sports. I always thought it's luck. You slap at the thing and hope it goes in. It's all breakaway. Uh, yeah, I think it's like soccer. Then she made me watch the uh during the uh what do you call it? Fucking all pro. World Cup? No, no, the like the the, the All Star Game, basically. Yeah, the All Star Game. They have the skills competition, and then you're watching these guys fucking going down the ice, 
bouncing a puck on their stick like the Harlem Globetrotters and then smashing fucking coffee cups off of moving targets. You go, oh, there is skill involved in this. Uh, yeah, but you, but, you, but you tell a joke and you know when to fucking tell the punchline. That's just timing. I know a fucking song. I know when to fucking hit the right note at the right moment. So that's, I mean, isn't that just experience, right? That's just doing yeah, it. I just, uh, when you see it, it moves so fast. You go, oh, it's just... <laughs> just know how to skate and they slap at it randomly. I didn't know that they could do all this shit. You, I, I didn't know there's skill involved, just like driving really fast around a track. Eh. <laughs> no, but it's, it, yeah, there's some backstories to it. That's real turn left. When we first get into uh, uh, soccer, their UK soccer, what do you call it? Right. Fuck it. They call it football, but I say, always, I will always say soccer. The league is Premier League. Premier League or yeah, yeah, yeah. Before uh, no World Cup is when we got into it because when whatever year that was, twenty twelve or fourteen, we were driving uh, at the same time World Cup was on between gigs, so we'd listen to it on the radio. And if you listen to soccer on the radio, they make it sound like it's going as fast as hockey does. <laughs> and then it kicks back to the big fielder, and here he comes. Oh, and he goes. And if you yeah. were watching that on TV, you're going, that guy's just tapping it with his toe, but they make it sound like, and there's a bulge in the back of the old onion sack. Oh. But you got Hennigan as your as your wingman there because he's way into it. They've been born into it, you know? So all that, that yeah. shit's way... I, another sport I got into just recently is rugby because South Africa won the World Cup this last year. And, uh, you know, it was it's, it's, it's a pretty fucking great sport. It's like football without pads, and they fucking do hit each other pretty fucking hard. Well, I, I've never... Uh, like soccer, it took someone sitting next to me to explain or the grand national horse racing. I remember my tour manager going, yeah, a lot of, a lot of horses died during this. <laughs> what? He's like, sure enough, the fucking grand national, you know that it's the Kentucky Derby of the UK. The yeah, yeah. It's like they're jumping over fucking poles and stuff. And horses will fucking, they put a tent around it during the race and fucking kill it. And I'm like, uh. This is okay. Wow. This is grotesque, but I can't stop watching. Now there has to be some sort of fucking bit in there somewhere then for that. Yeah, I'm sure I did a bit about it that tour, but uh, okay now. Well, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out now, but it's getting late for me. But thank you so much, Doug. I appreciate it's getting late it. for me too. No well, fucking you did. It's almost new. Vic, Vic. Thank you, man. Thanks for all that work. We're, we're, we'll fucking edit it up. Once we're yeah. done, maybe I'll, I'll send you an email back and we can. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely promote it. Yeah, definitely let me know. And are you on Twitter? Do you use it? I'll yeah, I'm on Twitter. I just, it's, it's one of my least ones, but yeah. I'll, I'll definitely start uh, tagging you. I'm, Instagram's my thing, uh, the, my main one. Everyone has their main, why is everyone has their main platform? And Twitter's just the one that you like, you know. Uh, it's uh, I, I, I couldn't explain it. Like just the amount of like on Facebook, when people comment on Facebook and then people comment on the comment and like, it's too it much gets too confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't know where I'm going. People have to go to you on Twitter. I, I, I know Twitter and I don't want to learn new things. <laughs> I'm sure my space is gone. My space was the fucking best. Still to this day. 
to this day, I had the best MySpace going before it became like completely obsolete. <laughs> we should have talked about MySpace. Fuck. You know, it's like, I, I, I would not be surprised if there's a resurgence of it. And I think that was, it was trending in the last couple of years. Someone said, I wish there was MySpace again. I guess it's still out there, but I, I don't know what it, it's, it's. You could put like, music. You could put music on your site. You could put comments. It had everything. It had all the best you of put everything. Put me in your top eight. Uh, sure. Yeah. And you could have wallpaper. <laughs> I, I remember people getting upset when you switched them out of your top eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, there'd be there. There would be fucking words fucking texted. And what did I do? Did I offend you? No. It's it's politics, baby. It's politics. <laughs> all right, bro. All right. Well, let's talk soon again, all right? I'll let you know when all this is up. And, Vic, oh, thanks, yeah. buddy. All right. Yeah. We have an idea that we had with fucking Dr. Hook where we get a panel of musicians that uh, and we do karaoke and we sing one of your songs. I'm on. Oh, wow. I'm part and, of it. You're just the judges. Oh, I'd love to judge that. Fuck, are you kidding? Yeah. Yes. Fucking, we we know the the, the bassist from fucking Nickelback, Mike, and uh, like uh, we just met him over COVID, and he like when we're drunk and we fucking have no guest, even not on podcast, we'll just call him up. Fuck, he's the sweetest guy, and I'm like, all right, we could have fucking Alice Cooper. And have you guys judge, not you, but you as Alice Cooper's representative. Yeah. Just- or, or even get Alice on it because you know he's in Phoenix. He's right there. He would he would be into it. Um, isn't Bingo's in a band too, right? Isn't she yeah. doing something? Yeah, I didn't she, talk about that. She, the fucking she, vodka, vodka, fucking bo- juice vodka, box juice or something. Box, yeah. They've they've is cut that- a couple of songs. They're- they're, they're you're trying to kill it, aren't you? You're tra- you're trying to destroy vodka juice box. I feel. <laughs> no, no, I'm supporting her, but they're they're more about just doing projects to kill time and fulfill their days. They're not trying to be noticed. She likes to look at her likes on a tweet. I don't think I'm getting as many likes as I should. It's okay, honey. You did great. Well, anyway, we'll talk again. Thanks, Doug. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, and thank you. I'll probably be in a fish store before I'm... uh... Hit me up when you come to town. We'll hang out. I'm out of here. See you, Doug. All right. Thanks, guys. Hang up on you. This is not Zoom, so I'm... Just leave leave studio. That's all you have to do. (laughs) That was great. I think you're going to have to edit all that together. No. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You expect me to do it? I don't know what you're going to want to keep and what you're going to want to get rid of because it's a tough one, man. Because it's, yeah. it's really good. There's so much good stuff. I mean, was- in the trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, Moby. Give him his guitars back.